Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy vet Phil Briggs reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now that the PACT Act has officially been passed into law, the real work begins. Veterans are not magically going to stop suffering from the effects of burn pits and the other toxic exposures like the contaminated water, the air, the fact that veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, Desert Storm, and heck, going all the way back to Vietnam are now presumed to be exposed and are eligible for health care and disability benefits really means the daunting task of navigating the claims process is just starting. Today, we'll talk with VA Press Secretary Terrence Hayes. Terrence is not only a senior spokesperson for the VA, but he's also a veteran. Hayes served in the U.S. Army from 1996 to 2016, deploying to Baghdad, Iraq, in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom from December 06 to March 08. These were some of the years of the fiercest fighting, and sadly, the era when thousands of troops were exposed to toxic fumes. He's seen where the fight for benefits really began, on the bases and the fobs in the combat zone. So with that, let's welcome Terrence Hayes from the VA Press Secretary. Welcome, my friend, to CBS Ion Veterans. Thank you, Phil, and I salute you as well, man. Yeah, man, just a couple enlisted guys trying to get it right, man. And uh, share with me real quick before we dive in, your thoughts when you heard that the PACT Act finally got through the Senate and a little bit about the Firewatch protest that, uh, you know, we witnessed to make it happen. Yes, Phil. Uh, bottom line, this is this is historic, Phil. You know, I, I take this law and VA's role in implementation extremely serious. As you stated before, I'm, a, I'm an Iraqi war veteran. Uh, so this hits home for me and my fellow battle buddies. 
President Biden made this his mission on day one to deliver on this promise, and here we are. Um, I was excited to see my battle buddies on the Capitol recently stand and watch until this bill was passed and then further signed. It just showed their commitment to not only their situations, but to their fellow veterans and their fellow veterans' families of how, you know, this bond really means for folks. And I think that they obviously made a huge difference because had they given up, which trust me, veterans tend to not give up, they were going to do everything they could to ensure that this bill passed, and they did that. So if I was able to go out there and just say hi and just stand alongside them and give them my support, um, that's what I was going to do. And I was able to do that on two days and, and just seeing their smiling faces, their never say quit attitudes, it truly made a difference in delivering on this promise. And here we are today and VA is ready to execute. And I mean, it should be noted just the previous episode of this podcast, you know, did feature my good buddy over at Grunt Style, First Sergeant Tim Jensen. And I think it's an especially poignant moment that you've got guys like Terrence coming down from VA to stand and sit with these guys on the Hill who literally were there for four, almost five straight days. Uh, before we jump into, you know, the meat of the matter here, you got an interesting story, man. I couldn't help but notice bronze star, OIF vet. You've got, uh, deployments. You've got all, got all the makings there of the decorated vet. Tell me a little bit about your service, your story. I know you're from Florida, but, uh, you were enlisted like I was. I, I was. I enlisted into the United States Army in 1996. One of the one of the greatest things I ever did in my life, and uh, I still hold that dearly to, dearly to this day. Uh, probably why I did 20 years because it was just such a, a huge opportunity to give back to a country that I truly believe in, a country that has given me so much, and being able to work alongside my battle buddies from all various various demographics of the country, um, it, it meant so much to me. And yes, I was able to uh, visit uh, wonderful Baghdad, Iraq uh, for a 15-month stint, and I learned so much working alongside my soldiers. I was able to deploy from Fort Lewis, Washington, deploy eight soldiers there to Baghdad, and I was able to bring them all back exactly how they, how they came there. And uh, that, to me, was a, a personal, like, just... Uh, sense of pride for me, but one that I took near and dear because, you know, you want to ensure the safety and the well-being of your troops, and I was able to do that. But my military service has definitely gotten me to where I am today, and definitely it leads me in everything that I do here at the Department of Veterans Affairs and how we look forward to caring and providing access to benefits for all of our veterans, their survivors, our caregivers as well. 15 months in Iraq. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, talk about experience, but to have spent, you know, more than a year over there. Uh, I always love one guy told me, he's like, I spent more time on a portage on in Iraq than some of these senators and some of these Congress people have even reading up on the issues. <laughs> it's just, just very cool, man, to hear that. If I can ask, what was your MOS? What were you? I've been doing this public affairs, public relations thing since I joined the military. So I was doing that when I was in Iraq as well. Uh, we were able to uh, lead not only the internal communications for all of theater, but also we were able to escort media to and from various different fobs and things of the nature, especially our media who were covering events on the ground. Uh, my soldiers were able to escort them 
into some of those hostile environments. So they are able to capture that information to feed it back to the American people so they know exactly what's going on across the waters. So then you were a DINFOS train killer? I was a DINFOS train killer. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. And for those listening, that's a nickname we gave ourselves as military journalists. Um DINFOS is, of course, the Defense Information School, where they train photojournalists and combat cameramen and uh, public affairs officers. Uh, we both shared the same MOS. I was a Navy photojournalist and, uh, you know, worked the same. On behalf of all DINFOS trained killers out there, here's a cheers. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad that uh, we are bonded uh, by life, man. Now let's jump back into, uh, you know, the reason behind the entire interview today. Uh, we're talking about uh, how the PACT Act became law and really what veterans can expect and what to do next. Uh, let's get into, you know, what veterans need to know about the illnesses. Yes, yes. Without question. For Gulf War and post 9-11 veterans, presumptives include brain cancer, glioblastoma, respiratory cancer of any type, gastrointestinal cancer of any type head cancer of any type, lymphoma of any type, lymphatic cancer of any type, neck cancer, pancreatic cancer, reproductive cancer of any type, kidney cancer, melanoma, asthma, chronic rhinitis, chronic sinusitis, constructive bronchiolitis, emphysema, granulomatous disease, interstitial lung disease, pleuritis, pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, chronic bronchitis, and COPD. And that's just for Gulf War and post-9-11 veterans. For Vietnam veterans and other veterans exposed to tactical herbicides, that includes two Agent Orange presumptive conditions. And that's monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance and high blood pressure. And, oh, and again, there's a complete list of all the presumptives at va.gov slash PAC. And I highly encourage every veteran who may be faced with these particular illnesses to visit va.gov slash PAC to find out more information. Thank you for going over that list. It's amazing. It took this long, but it is beautiful. It is it is great to look forward to saying, wow, we can finally connect these things. You will be presumed to be exposed and there's linkage, there's service connection. Um, you know, the heavy lifting's done. Now we got to get into a different kind of heavy lifting, and that is yes. um, making it happen, man, trying to roll out the process and trying to get the veterans what they deserve. So uh, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but specifically, what should veterans do next? Phil, veterans need to immediately file their claim. Not only that, they need to go ahead and please visit their nearest VA medical center or vet center to seek medical care to get into our system. That's the one thing that we really want. This act helps VA deliver for millions of veterans and their survivors by empowering us to presumptively provide care and benefits to veterans suffering from these more than 20 toxic exposed related conditions I read out. The key is we know that it's going to be difficult. You know, we know that there may be speed bumps along the way, but I can assure you that VA is up to the task to execute and deliver for our veterans and their survivors. But the, the most important thing right now is that we want veterans to immediately file their claims and to come into our medical centers to seek the health care that they have earned. Mm, good news. All right. So vets out there, 
get on the phone, get on the, get on your laptop and get to scheduling. Make your appointment with your nearest VA medical center. Uh, this brings me to my next point, and that is I know veterans are used to having to have all kinds of documentation and they're used to having all these things because before it was up to the service member to sort of prove some kind of connection. What should veterans have with them or what should they prepare for these VA medical appointments? You know, what do they need to bring in order to make these claims? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a valuable point that you just bring up. The The wonderful thing about the presumptive conditions now is that if you have one of these 23 or more presumed conditions and you basically just show that you served in said area, it's presumed that you received that condition because of your service. So the burden of proof is no longer on the veteran, as it should not have been. So that's why it's vital that our veterans who may be suffering from these presumed conditions immediately seek the care that they have that they need so they can uh, be taken care of. So again, visit va.gov slash PAC for more information on all of the presumed conditions. But the presumption now is on us. And all you have to do is just show that you served in these areas and the condition that you have is presumed that you received it while you were serving our nation. I'm just going to add that real quick, va.gov slash PACT, P-A-C-T. All right. Now, are there things that will hold any veteran back from eligibility, discharge status, household income? Case in point, my own self, I, 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 I didn't have any illness. I didn't have any conditions I needed that were service-connected when I got out because I just did my four and I was out the door. Um, but household income held me back from being able to use the VA services just because, you know, I wasn't eligible and frankly, I had good health and I was already privately insured. Are there any things that will hold a veteran back? Again, the, the, the important part of this is that we just need veterans to, uh, to, to go and file their claims and to seek, uh, you know, go to, excuse me, let me start over again. Mm -hmm. The, the important thing here is that we want veterans to immediately file their claims, regardless of any pitfalls they may think that, you know, be against them. You know, they won't know what they're able to receive until they file those claims or until they go seek that health care. So when you go to our medical facilities and you talk to those social workers, they'll be able to navigate you through that system to get you to where you need to be. So they'll be able to uh, address all of those concerns, especially at our medical centers or at our vet centers. And so, again, I urge all of you to please take advantage of that. They can answer all of those particular questions. Right on. And we spoke yesterday briefly on the phone, and I remember you threw something else out there. Uh, if you want help navigating this, even on the front end, making your VA appointment, or if there's a trust factor, like there have been with some of the previous generations of veterans, especially those of the Vietnam era, um, there are other organizations out there that can help you um, kind of throw a plug for some of the other groups out there that can help you manage this whole situation. Yeah, Phil, one of the things that we want folks to do to start this process, and it's actually three things that they can do. You can visit your local vet center. Your vet centers are run by veterans just like you. Folks that you have a bond with, you can go to them, ask them the questions that you need. They can help you navigate through the system. Start there. Number two, you can come into our medical centers. Again, we have social workers on deck at each of our medical centers who can then help you navigate the system to get you into the VA healthcare system. And lastly, we encourage folks to visit 
you know, their local veteran service organization. Those are like organizations like the DAV, the VFW, the American Legion. Those individuals there, they have trained claims representatives there to navigate you through that system. They serve as your proxy, all free of charge. Right now, we're seeing an uptick in the solicitation right now of ads on television or on the internet, you know, encouraging veterans to call these attorneys, you know, and pay them to navigate you through the claims benefit system. It's vital that our veterans do not do that. We encourage all veterans to apply for VA healthcare and benefits that they deserve, and they don't have to seek legal assistance to do that. Again, all they need to do is visit one of our regional offices, the vet center, come into our medical center, visit va.gov, and it'll tell you the entire process to go through for that, free of charge, again. Or again, if you wanna chat with a veteran, visit your VSO, they'll be able to, to assist you there because they have trained professionals who are paid to do that job. No money is exchanged in order to do that, and no money should be exchanged for you to receive the benefits and the health care that you have earned. Mm, so glad you brought that up because, I mean, just in my morning news intake, you know, watching the major networks, CNN, Fox News, various things, you're already seeing these ads pop up, and this is free. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, now, as we look at how this rolls out, I know that um, it's going to require some staff. And I know that over the last several years, you know, staffing and backlogs have always been an issue, certainly with something the size of the VA. I mean, it's the largest healthcare organization in the country. How does that affect what's getting ready to go down? Does VA have the staff to manage a wave of new appointments necessary for these claims right now? Phil, the great thing about the passage of the PACT Act is that it's going to allow us more monies to hire more professionals, whether that's on the clinician side or the claims and benefits side. So yes, you know, we're we're ready. You know, we're ready to to make those hires. We're ready to onboard those individuals to help us deliver the world class healthcare that our veterans have earned, to be able to provide the access to benefits that they've earned. So Again, we're excited that the PACT Act has passed so we can do this, and we're going to stand at nothing to ensure that our, our veterans receive the absolute best outcomes across the board. So, again, we're ready today to execute. We just encourage our veterans to file today. Where are we with, with the claims backlog right now? Bill, our, our claims backlog has actually gone, has actually decreased over the past several months. And now we do expect that the backlog will increase because of, again, the new 23 presumptive conditions I explained earlier and because of the institution and signing of the PACT Act. But guess what? You know, hard things are hard. VA is ready. We know that we're going to take on more claims than ever before. And that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, we're going to deliver more health care and more benefits to more veterans than ever before. So again, we're VA is ready to execute. And while the backlog uh, may be an issue initially, we will get to the, uh, the end game and that's to deliver the healthcare and the benefits to every single veteran who has earned this. All right, let's get real on it and just talk about anticipated wait times, VA appointments, and then the final decision-making. When do you anticipate all of this happening? We will begin processing those presumptives that I mentioned earlier 
for veterans and their survivors on the earliest date possible, which is January 1st of 2023. Um, bottom line is we're in the process of getting everything worked out. But again, we want folks to start processing their claims now. So once January 1st gets here, we're ready to just start processing. So again, you know, this is going to be a taxing, a heavy lift, but it's nothing that our wonderful professionals at VA are not up to the task to do. We're ready to execute. We're thankful that Congress passed this bill, that the, that the president signed it into law, and that the secretary fully is invested into what we need to do to execute this, to deliver the health care and benefits to our veterans. Right on. So don't let the daunting process hold you back. You need to get your butt down to a VA medical center in some way, somehow get seen, get examined, and get in line for these claims. Exactly, Phil. And, uh, and, and one of the things I want to say, too, is that to some of the veterans out there who believe that, you know what, if I get in line, that's going to uh, prevent my battle buddy from getting his or her benefits as well. No, that, that's farther from the truth. All of you have served this country. All of you deserve these benefits and, and this health care. All of you have the accessibility to gain access to it. So just because you go and file is not preventing your battle buddy from receiving his or her benefits. So I want to put that out there because there's a lot of veterans who I've talked to who say that, you know what, I'm not filing because, you know what, uh, my battle buddy needs it more than me. And I don't want to be a cog in that wheel. Again, that is not true. We want each of you to file now to get the benefits, to get the health care that you have earned. Mm, very good. I want to run this by you because I just got this in my inbox the other day and found this kind of fascinating. But it was a press release from Loyal Source Government Services. Uh, just got a big old contract, like $6 billion contract to provide medical disability examinations for veterans. The contract uh, was to build 20 clinics across the Western United States and is going to provide a network of additional specialists and providers focused on delivering exams. They had, according to the press release, until 2028 to complete um, those individuals in that Western region, like we're not waiting for these clinics to get built for them to be able to get processed, right? No, at, at no point are we wait, are, are veterans going to wait to get the health care that they have earned because of any construction or any infrastructure issues. Um, bottom line, the act will help VA build a stronger, more skilled workforce to meet the growing demand for benefits and services. Um, and you stated earlier, you know, that, you know, we're we're talking about some, you know, new medical facilities. This act also authorizes 31 new medical facilities across the country, providing greater access to VA health care where our veterans need it most. So, again, that's why this was vital for this PACT Act to be passed and to be signed into law. VA is going to deliver more health care and more benefits to more veterans than ever before. While I got you, I know we'll probably be having more conversations around this throughout the year, but this always, you know, my buddies and I always talk about this when we talk about VA and frankly, whenever we talk about how we're dealing with our own situations and it's not always things like cancer. Sometimes it's chronic pain. Sometimes it's PTSD, depression, anxiety. And I know in like 36 States, a lot of folks are using cannabis. Is cannabis on the radar at all for the forthcoming years? Yeah, Phil, I, I have no news to break on on cannabis at this moment. We can definitely have this discussion uh, down the road if I do have any news on that. But 
Uh, there's no changes to how uh, VA and the federal government uh, views cannabis and you know medical marijuana. Right on. The good news is that the PACT Act became law last week and that the VA is standing at the ready for you to get in line and get your claims processed with 23 new presumptives. It is good news. Uh, even if you're not suffering from a cancer right now, it is good news to get in line. And let's just say I don't have any of the illnesses connected to this, but there is the possibility I could. Should I still get in line? Should I still come to the VA? Because you know what? Hey, I am an Iraq, Afghanistan veteran. I did serve over there. Maybe I'm okay today, but should I go ahead, make an appointment just for safety's sake? Bill, we want every veteran to enter into the VA healthcare system because we believe that we have the best healthcare system in the country. We have the most comprehensive healthcare system. You know, our clinicians know what it means when an individual like yourself comes in to visit one of our facilities and you may be dealing with some unique injuries or unique illnesses that, you know, unfortunately those outside of VA healthcare may have never dealt, been dealt, you know, have dealt with or have seen before. Our professionals are trained and, 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 and highly educated in dealing with these illnesses and, and, uh, and injuries. So again, we want every single transitioning service man and woman to consider VA healthcare. We want to take on that task of treating you because again, we have the absolute best clinicians in the world and we're ready to deliver on that world-class healthcare to each of you. Mm, good news. I know I've said it a dozen times during this interview, but it is truly an honor to get to talk to you about this. Terrence Hayes, man, my military journalist brother out there that understands from day one what it was like to spend 15 months in Iraq and now what it's like to take on uh, the challenge of servicing the needs of all veterans in America. Hit me one more time with that website where they can see the presumptives and they can find the way into the VA. Will do, Phil. Again, it's important that you find out all the information you need today by visiting va.gov slash pack. You visit va.gov slash PAC and you'll learn everything you need to learn about the PAC that. But again, please file your claim today and visit your nearest medical medical center today so we can see you and get you the world-class health care that you have earned by serving our nation. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. 
I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.